Welcome to season two of the Lipedema podcast hosted by Shell and Tiana. Our aim is to make noise around lipedema and educate as many people as we can about this disease. Our guest list contains professionals who work in the field and women who live with lipedema. Thank you for joining us. Amy McMish is a 27-year-old from a small rural country town in the southwest of WA. A mum to three kids aged eight, five and two years old, she owns her own beauty salon called Wild Rose Beauty Boutique. Maddie was first thought to have stage two lipedema a couple of years ago. It was diagnosed at stage three last year. Hi, and welcome to the Lipedema podcast. We are your host, Shell. And Tiana, and today we are joined by our special guest, Maddie McNish. Hello, Hi. Maddie. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, it's a right, pleasure Maddie, to have you. Are... Oh, sorry, I just cut you off, Tiana, as per usual. <laughs> Maddie, we're going to get straight into it. How did you come to learn about lipedema? Well, it was actually a doctor did suggest it to me going about two years ago. And she said to me, she goes, I think you might have lipedema. And automatically I thought, lymphedema, you know, getting confused between the two. And I was like, okay, sat on it for about a year and then did some research once I saw it pop up on social media. And then, yeah, when I saw a practitioner who diagnosed, with, diagnosed me with lipedema and yeah. And had you gone to the doctor about your legs? Like, is that why you were seeing the doctor who who suggested it? Yeah, yeah. So ever since I was a young girl, I always had bigger legs and bigger arms. And it was, you know, just really horrible growing up. You know, you'd lose a lot of weight, but your arms and legs would never change no matter what you did. You know, when the doctors stuck you on your Duramine and everything else, because, oh, it's just what, you know, it's just fat, it's just fat, it's just fat. You'll lose it, you'll lose it. And I never did. I lost everywhere else but my legs and arms. And, yeah, and that's where I went and saw them and, yeah. <laughs> but we're getting there. <laughs> oh, that is so good because so many times we go to the doctors and they just, have no idea what's wrong with us. They misdiagnose no. continually. And to only be, did we say you were 27, 27 yeah. years old? And to be getting this, like that just warms my heart that, yeah. that this is happening, that we are getting the right diagnosis at a yes. young age. Oh, yes. that is amazing. Yeah. So good. So had you, like you were saying about growing up, and mm. dieting so you had been searching for answers before this or was this the first time you gone right I just need to find out about why I'm disproportionate and why my body is this way yeah it was pretty much I always knew at the back of my head something was different um I always had an inkling you know especially when I'd lose everywhere else but there and yeah, and the nodules under the skin and the bruising, the the pain, you know, like touch, even the kids if they jumped on my legs, it was just it's horrific, you know, and I'm like, surely there's something else going on than what meets the eye. <laughs> it's yeah, which there was. <laughs> yeah. Bang on. 
<laughs> and I think yeah. we know what that something's not right. You know, yeah. we may not be able to put our finger on it, but we know that, hey, this isn't typical. This yeah. isn't, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And do you believe, like, what age do you believe you were when it started to develop? So I've noticed in a lot of school photos, even going from primary years, I was always the bigger built girl, always. Um, but I think it really escalated once I hit puberty, which was about I was 10, 11 when I first went through puberty. And, yeah, and from there it just went like wildfire. Started mm. in my legs and then, yeah, got to my early teens and I noticed it in my arms and, yeah, and it's just gotten worse and worse. And then the pregnancies, which make it worse again, and it just keeps going. <laughs> Feels like a never-ending thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we are constantly fighting against it. Yeah, I was going to ask specifically about your pregnancies because you have um, uh, a few kids. So talk to us about yeah. how that progression happened, um, like first pregnancy, second pregnancy, etc. Yeah, so when I had my first son, I was... I fell pregnant at 18, so I was 19 when I had him. Um, and I was probably at my lowest weight then. And I didn't notice it overly too much because I had other health issues I was dealing with. Um, but after about a year after I had him, I noticed there was more swelling. Um, and then when I had my second son, I blew up quite badly, especially in my lower legs to the point where I got stretch marks on my ankles and you know the doctors are like you know preeclampsia which it ended up being quite mild preeclampsia towards the end um but his pregnancy wasn't overly too hard the two first ones but my third pregnancy with my daughter was horrific on my body very very horrific um to the point where my legs would swell up so much, the skin just split and then they wouldn't heal. So yeah, I ended up having to birth her over two hours away because I was that sick. And a lot of it had to do with the swelling in my legs and my arms, my whole body, my whole body. And even when we had her, cause she was cesarean and they, the swelling had gotten to her. Um, so they told us to prepare ourselves for no crying or anything, but luckily, she came out screaming <laughs> and she still does now. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's since then her pregnancy has taken a toll extremely on my body. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I can like, imagine. It's just, yeah. Just, it's Is that the lymphedema room. as well? No, just lipedema apparently so far. Wow. Um, yeah, but I do have family members that do have lymphedema as well. And especially uh, my grandparents and my great grandparents. Now looking back, right on photos, they definitely had lipedema back in the day, um, wow. but they weren't around when I was young, so I never got to see it. But from family members of my mum, they were like, "Okay, yes, they did have lipedema as well." Yeah, so you're noticing a hereditary pattern there, which is uh, not uncommon yes. for a lot of our warriors, yeah. actually. Yeah. And so yeah. 
when you first learnt about yourself having lipedema a few years ago, did you implement any strategies to help manage um, and how has that progressed throughout the past few years? So a lot of like low carb, trying to eat low carb, um, which when I, after I had my first son, I went strict keto and I lost a lot in the lipedema sense. Um, but I'm struggling to do it now, especially with three kids, a business. It's hard. <laughs> it's hard. But um, I'm finding I do aqua aerobics and that helps a lot. And I also walk every single day. Um, so that's also helping. And massage and compression <laughs> is pretty much where I'm at at the moment. But, yeah, I'd love to get one of those um, the inflatable um, body pump machines are they? I can't think what they're called at the top of my head. Yeah, I'd love to invest in one of those one day. I did hire one out and it was excellent. Excellent. Yeah, the compression pumps are amazing. Yeah. 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 So that's on my bucket list to buy. <laughs> well, I think what's amazing about it is it gives you access to do something every day. And so like yes. Shell and I have talked about this in so many episodes, the things that you can do consistently are the things that make the most difference. So getting mm. an MLD massage once a month, that's great. But wearing yeah. your compression every day makes a massive difference. Yes. Going in the lymph press does. or your compression garment, you know, uh, anything that you can do consistently makes the biggest difference. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And so how is your pain going now? Because you've obviously had, um, you know, your last birth was quite a traumatic occasion and we know that sometimes trauma sort of exacerbates the symptoms of lipedema. Um, yes. So how is your pain and, and how, how are you feeling with your lipedema now? So I've got a huge love-hate relationship with it. <laughs> so my legs I've kind of come to terms with, but my arms not so much. Um, my arms have gotten quite extremely bad since having her and the pain in the arms I never experienced as bad prior to her if that makes sense like a yeah we're now if the kids jump into my arms or sleep on my arm or anything like that it leaves bruises and is sore which I never really had that before it just yeah might have hurt a little bit now and then, but not to the extreme where it's pretty much up with my legs now, with the pain with my legs. So, yeah, I can't get the kids to stand on my legs, um, you know, especially hard with toddlers because, you know, they like to jump on you and use you like a trampoline. <laughs> but, yeah, I've had to tell her she can't do that anymore. <laughs> it's too sore for mum. Save that for dad. <laughs> but, yeah, it's gotten... And quite bad, but the compression is helping. The compression is helping a lot, I find. Are you using compression on your arms as well as your legs? I have ordered some. They haven't arrived yet. So I've ordered gotcha. them about a couple of weeks ago. So I'm hoping they'll be here sooner rather than later. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I'm hoping that for you as well. Um, what's, yeah. what's So let's talk about what your favourite conservative management strategy is but also what you find is the most like the best in terms of helping your symptoms so you might not enjoy doing something 
but you're finding it's yeah. making a huge difference, but what might you actually enjoy? Yeah. So I really enjoy the walking whilst wearing compression. I just find that, I don't know, I, like, I haven't been walking in a couple of weeks because I've been getting my little salon up and running and my knees are sore, my legs are sore and I know it's my body telling me you need to move, you need to move. Um, so I really need to make that a priority. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly walking. <laughs> I mean, I probably should be doing low-carb keto because um, I know that really does manage it. But like I said, it is really hard, especially if you have to cook two separate meals for the family and then, like, my middle son's autistic, so that's hard again and it just becomes too hard. Yep, and if it's too hard, you're not going to do it. So, and, yep. and as we've said before, like, if you're trying to do something and it's not working for the family, that's just going to cause more inflammation and more stress and yep. we don't want that. We want to live this as easy a life as we can mm. and be making these small adjustments. Like I tried keto, low carb, and I just can't sustain it. It's just not sustainable for me. Um, I'm a teacher. I'm on my feet all day. And I just, just found that my body wasn't doing the switching to burning fat. It was yeah, just yeah. wanting more because I just could not keep up with the amount. Cause I do 10,000 steps in my classroom a day, mm. you know, mm. and just, you know, it's just not for everybody. I think we just no. have to find something that's sustainable for us. Yeah. You know, yeah, exactly. I think, yeah. 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 But walking, oh, I love walking. But it's like 40 degrees here today. Like we're on the Gold oh, Coast. No. It was 40 degrees today. So even wearing compression is a stretch yes. without going for a walk. Yeah. <laughs> but walking, it just clears your mind. It gets your whole it body does. working, your lymph system yep. pumping. Yeah. And yep. it's affordable yes <laughs> because that's all it. you need it's is a pair of sneakers <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's right accessible that's the word yeah. accessible yeah. yeah so i am a big fan of walking too yeah and i've been reading this book it's called it's, um the glucose goddess about how to manage our glucose spikes which yeah. cause inflammation and all that sort of thing and she says 20 minutes after a meal just go for a 10 minute walk and that gets all your blood glucose working properly again i'm like Okay. Oh, that's good to Might know. Might have to look into it? that. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so oh. walking is packed full of goodies. Mm, it <laughs> it would be so nice yeah. after like dinner time to be able to go for a walk. I remember when I was younger and like, you know, my family always used to sit down for dinners um, when I was a, like a young person with my parents and then there was a brief time um, in my youth where after dinner we would just go for a walk around the neighborhood and it was so nice to get out and the sun was sort of setting and like it was you know dark and cool and we'd just chat and walk around the neighborhood and that'd be so nice when my kids get a little bit older to just do that yeah straight after dinner before we all get ready for bed like you're right, Shell, today was way too hot. I went for a walk today yeah. and it was probably oh. not the best idea. It was very hot no. and I was in my compression. <laughs> but um, oh, but no. it just needed, like, I just needed to get out and to, like, clear yes. my mind. As you said, it really does. Yeah. It does do that. Yeah. And your aerobics, yeah. I, I must, um, I could imagine that that makes a massive difference as well because the water is just such a great tool. How do you get oh, into that? It is. It was actually my nana. <laughs> so she's 
she's right into her fitness as well. And she said to me, she goes, I'm going to start aqua aerobics. Do you want to come with me? And I was like, I've heard water is good for lipedema. I was like, right, yep, I'll do it. So I eventually built up the courage to show my legs in public (laughs) and, yep, got in that water and I was hooked. So that was last summer. Um, But our pool here, because we're just a small country town, so our pool is an outdoor pool, which is only open so many months of the year, unfortunately. Um, But, yeah, I've just found out that at the end of the month there might not be no more aqua, so that's pretty sad. Um, But I've convinced my partner to put a pool in at home. So hopefully in the next couple of years I'll have a pool at home I could do my own aqua in. (laughs) You could host some Yay! classes for you and your nana. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know she's writing, but she shows my auntie when she went over to Queensland. She's showing all these people. She loves it. <laughs> That's so great. And does she have lipedema as well? No, she doesn't. So she's really lucky. And either I've noticed also that side, like my cousins don't either. Um, yeah. So she was a lucky one that kind of got away with it, but like some of those girls on that side, uh, whereas my mum's got it in her arms and in kind of like around her knees and top part of her lower leg, but and then her, but her mum, so my great nan, she had it. Oh, okay, so from your mum's yeah. side, because yeah. mine's on my dad's side. Yeah, well, apparently my mum showed me some photos from my dad's side and they had that side as well. So it's a bit like on both sides. Both sides, yeah. Double whammy. Yeah. Yeah, great. Thank you so much, ancestors. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty much what I said. I was like, what else is there that I should know about? (laughs) So you touched on it before about, um, you know, getting the courage to show your legs to go to aqua aerobics. Can you just chat to us a little bit more about how the body image perspective came into it, especially in your youth, you know, when you said you were always like a larger frame than the rest of your peers, like talk to us about what what was happening in your mind back then. Yeah, so going through high school, even when it was like 40 degrees outside, I was always the girl wearing the long sweat, the long sleeved, they call them cold and rugby jumpers. So they were like thicker kind of jersey material. And I always had long pants on. Whether it was cold or hot, I was fully covered, fully covered. And, you know, all the other girls were wearing their little shorts or their little skirts and, yeah, not me. <laughs> I was fully covered. And even I remember the school bowl, like that was probably the first time I ever showed my arms and that was a huge, huge thing for me. And, I mean, I look back now and I go, oh, I wish my arms still looked like that. But at the time I wish they didn't look like that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I was in a horrible relationship before this partner and he put me down a lot, especially body wise. So I have a lot of that to deal with as well. Um, which even after I got out of that toxic relationship, I was still getting text messages, abusive text messages about my body, which is really hard to then jump from someone like that to someone like my partner now who he just thinks my body is like a goddess. Like, you know, he loves every single thing about me and he's like, don't you ever change, don't you, you know. But it's still hard to 
yeah, show bits of my body and even in active wear, like, you know, I live in compression active wear and that's even like picking the kids up from school. I'm like, well, everyone's going to see the shape of my legs because obviously, you know, like your tights show the shape of your legs and, and overcoming that was a huge thing. Um, even sometimes now I'm a bit like, oh, everyone will see the lumps and bumps. But then I also think everyone's got lumps and bumps. We might have a little bit more, but everyone still has lumps and bumps, you know. And then same as when I got to the pool and I was petrified of taking my bottoms off and showing everyone my legs. I even put a fake tan on to make myself feel better. <laughs> and, you know, once I got there and I saw everyone else and everyone else is different, you know, no one's the same size, no one's... And I was just like, okay, you know, no one's looking at me. And they weren't. Everyone was getting in the water and doing their own thing. And, yeah, and I was like, okay. So that was my full comfortable point there. And even now I'm like, I go, even if I haven't shaved my legs, who cares? We'll just go. <laughs> you know, because no one's looking at me. They're all worried about themselves. So that was a huge, huge learning point, which I kind of wish younger me knew because I probably, you know, would have been a bit more comfortable through high school. Um, yeah, even now in life, you know, I always used to wear like a bolero to hide my arms. And I mean, luckily fashion these days have kind of come quite away where, you know, you can get nice linen tops and everything that do come up to your elbows. Not everything's just long sleeve, um, which is good. But yeah, one day I'll get the courage to show my arms. But at the moment, legs is... Yeah. And do you find with now these, like this community is growing and there's more people getting out there and showing their legs and showing their arms and not hiding, is that giving you more confidence and, and sort of spurring you on to say, oh, man, I can do that too? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Especially like, like you said, with the legs and everything, it's like, okay. You know, who cares if everyone sees my lumps and bumps in my active wear? I can wear those if I want to. Um, you know, and if people have got an issue about it, they should be looking, you know, what their issues are, not what our issues are, you know, kind of thing, like looking deeper in themselves um, instead of projecting the hatred on us when, you know, we're doing nothing wrong. <laughs> you know, we're allowed to wear what we want to wear and they can wear what they want to wear. Yep, that's right. Yep, yep, yep. We're allowed to exist here too. Yeah, yep. <laughs> yep. Yep, I love that. I love that. So, I want to ask you, have you considered surgery? So, I did actually get a quote just by photos. Um, I can't think of what the doctor's name was now. But he said I'd probably need three to four surgeries on each leg. So that was up to $100,000. And I was like, yep, we're just going to love our legs. <laughs> we'll just love them. <laughs> yeah, a quote like that sure does yeah. push you into acceptance, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's really sobering news. I've, I've heard other women say, no, I'm going to put in a pool instead. So, you know. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. That's what I said. I'd rather put a pool in. <laughs> Go on a big holiday or something, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's it's a lot of money, isn't it? It is a lot yeah. of money. Yeah. Okay. I think we're nearly done, Tiana. 
Did you have another question? Myself. I do. Oh, I couldn't unmute myself. Sorry. Um, <laughs> it wasn't working. I was pressing the button like, I've got something to say. Nice and quiet um, down there. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Uh, do you have access to services where you are? Because you did say that you're kind of like a little bit rural. Is that right? Um, what kind of yeah. services do you have available to you? We honestly don't have much here. So I'm lucky enough my mum is actually lymphatic masseuse. So I'm very lucky there. Um, but the next closest person is about 45 minutes away. So with kids, it's a bit hard to, you know, it's not a place to take your kids. Um, I did have a couple sessions done last year. Yeah, last year. But, um, yeah, it's hard with the kids, trying to juggle the kids. It's just, but I'm hoping now that two of them will be in full-time school this year. And then I only have the little one. It'll be easier for someone to look after her for a couple of hours or even come with me and just take her to the park or something while I have it done. Um, yeah, so that's my goal is more this year. Because, um, yeah, unfortunately, my mum's hands aren't that great anymore. Lots of arthritis. And so, yeah, she struggles a little bit and hurts quite a bit afterwards. So, yeah, try and get down there. <laughs> Yeah, it makes it difficult when you're not like in metropolitan areas with, you know, your pick of, um, you know, clinicians and therapists and everything to mm. go to. When you sort of yeah. are out a little bit further, you have to be really discerning about your time and what you do. And when you've got three children, it's not, yeah. you know, accessible not to you most of the time. No. Yeah. Which is why probably um, investing in a pump and wearing your compression and doing all the things you can, getting a pool and doing your own aerobics at home, like that stuff is going to yep. make a big difference for you because it will add yep, to consistency sure. of care. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So what does um, the future look like with your life edema and what um, – and with your, sorry, I'll ask you that question first. What does your future look like with life edema? Hopefully positive. <laughs> Hopefully positive. Hopefully it doesn't get much worse pain-wise. Um, hopefully I can get on top of it now whilst I am still young. So that way, you know, when I do get older, I can manage it a bit easier. Um and, yeah, hopefully just if when we get the pool in, not if, when we get the pool in. <laughs> Manifest That'll it. be great. Yes, I'm manifesting it all right. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm hopefully, yeah. And then obviously, like, if my daughter does develop it down the track, I want to be there for her and, you know, have it there and know what to do for her and help her and, yeah, all that. <laughs> Yeah, I was thinking about that that very thing, Maddie, uh, like with, that you have children and, and your the body image issues that you experienced in your youth and how you're going to sort mm. of try and change the narrative for your kids. How, how does that look in, in your mind? How does that look for your children? A lot of body positivity. I just, even now, I might have my insecurities, but I never let it show to my kids. Um, yeah, we always just tell them, you know, how beautiful they are, how just, you know, full on body positive. If they want to wear that, they can wear it. If they don't want to wear it, they don't have to wear it. You know, we're just, we're so easygoing with them. 
which I think you have to be, especially in this day and age as well. Um, and kids can be cruel, let's be honest. Um, but, yeah, as long as they know that their body's worthy, they're worthy, you know, that's most important to me with my kids. Yep, self-worth. Like, if you know your own value and your own worth, that can get you through anything, can't it? Yeah, you for know, sure. Have the resilience yeah. to bounce back when those little hurdles get in your way. That's, yeah, yeah. that's really strong. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. I think Tiana's stuck on mute again. That <laughs> <laughs> button's not working. I was going to say, like, as much as we shield our kids from those those times where we're not feeling super body accepting, um, like there's always a forum, in, you know, in your adult groups or, you know, with um, – you know, the lipedema community that you can really reach out to and, and express those concerns. Yes. So, because we've got to be true to ourselves, right? We can't always just feel bloody positive all the time because that's just not our reality. But yeah. when you have yeah. children at home, we, we sort of need to like fake it till we make it kind of thing in front of them. Yeah, yeah for sure. But, yeah. Um, but we're all here to sort of keep it real and accept that some yeah. days we're not feeling that, that hot. Yeah, that's for sure. And I guess we're lucky that way with social media and, you know, those close-knit forums we can have a little vent, you know, and people are understanding, <laughs> which is really good, you know. Um, yeah, because we need that. We need that place yeah. to be able to We're all walking the same path, aren't we? Yeah. So, yeah, being yeah. able to support each other. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. We have a really great community, actually. We're, we're pretty lucky in terms of the people that we have, mm. like not only supporting lipedema, but the people who are also living with lipedema. Like everybody yes. seems to be yep. so supportive, which is so nice. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I've really noticed, especially like the Facebook community and Instagram and, mm. yeah, just so many lovely people. Yeah. Yeah, and I think we've all come to realise that just because we all have lipedema doesn't mean we're all going to find the same things work for us. And I, yeah. I think that's a beautiful thing because you'll ask a question and you'll get lots of different opinions and options, but mm. no one then comes in and says, no, that's not the way to do it. So yes. I love that, yeah. you know, everyone's like, oh, this worked for me. Oh, but this worked for me. And there's none of that, oh, but my way's better. And that's, yeah, mm. that's beautiful because that can get really confusing for us if we're like oh I'm supposed to do this well no you've got to do yeah. what works for you yeah. yeah that's it no one fits in one box <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah. absolutely yeah. we've got the common thread but we're all living completely different lives yeah for sure yeah. yeah so you've got one daughter is that right Maddie yeah one daughter yeah yeah and she's your youngest is that correct yes yeah Yes, so it's so going to be quite two. some time before you you would see anything develop in her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I must say, you having this knowledge about your own body and about your, you know, the generations before you having mm. like lipedema, sort of puts your daughter in a privileged situation that you can get on the front foot yeah. with taking care of her needs um, if she was able yes. to develop it. Mm. yeah yeah for sure yeah 
And I think the way we look at it too, when we're educating out, because I've got three daughters, when mm. we're educating them on these things, it's just there's just a certain way we need to care for ourselves. Yeah, you know, we're, yeah, we're, we're just built in a certain way, and there's a way that we can that we can care for ourselves, like just framing it in the most beautiful, mm. positive way. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. We get to self care. We get to do these extra things for us. Not we have to, we get to. Yes. Look at all these things yeah. available for us. We get yeah. to use them. Yeah. We got yeah. an excuse yeah. too. I've got lipedema. I need to go and get a massage every month. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> it's prescribed. Yeah. How many you I'm take care of the kids? I need a prescribed. pool. <laughs> My doctor said. Yeah, I need a pool. That's right. I need a pool. <laughs> Tiana and I, I both have pools on our wish list too. Yeah, yeah, yep, we're saving for a pool as well. Yeah, I'm going to do yeah. my for aerobics. Don't you worry about that every yeah. morning. We'll Get manifest it all. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. every night. It will night. come to us. It will come to us. Yes, yep. it will. <laughs> all right, Maddie, we're going to hit you with our last question. Yep. If, if you could go back and give yourself, your younger self, a pep talk, what would you tell her? Oh, geez, where would I start? <laughs> I'd probably start off saying she's worthy for one um, and she doesn't need to hide, like she does not need to hide at all, you know, and she's she's loved. She's loved, very much so loved. That's probably the main three things I would tell her. It's probably the main three things that people need to hear throughout their entire life, especially yeah. when they're younger, right? That you're worthy yeah, and that you're yeah, loved. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Especially in this ever-changing world, you know. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, Maddie, thank you so much for joining us this evening. Thank you for it has been a me. pleasure having you on. <laughs> thank you so we much for having me. We love talking to our warriors. Yes. <laughs> All right. Bye. See ya. Take care. the Lipedema podcast, we relied on word of mouth and existing connections. Our following has happened organically and we are so honoured by your support. As we learn more about the world of social media and algorithms, we have a request. When you are listening to our podcast or watching on YouTube, let us know what you think. Hit follow or subscribe. Leave us a comment or write a review. The more engagement we get, the more our message is shared and the greater our reach to those women suffering in silence. Thank you for listening to the Lipedema podcast. Lipedema and its symptoms vary from individual to individual. The opinions and advice voiced in this podcast are of a personal nature and used for educational purposes. Please take away from this podcast what resonates with you and please see your GP or preferred specialist for diagnosis and healthcare. We are Shelley and Tiana from the Lipedema podcast. Until our next episode, Bye for now.